and chair shots we are sitting here live in the very festive hobson living room my name is brandon tankum sitting beside me here is my lovely co-host dominic hobson dominic how are you doing today oh well i thought the cheers was good enough but i guess i actually have to tell people how i'm doing today yeah that's kind of that's kind of the object of the job is to talk about stuff okay well you know i close the store on tuesday open on Wednesday, close on Thursday, open today. So I'm tired, Brandon. But that's nothing new to you, right? You're always tired. You're a hard-working man, especially during these holiday seasons. Ugh. It's, it's you get in the holiday wave? Kind of. Not really. Nothing's on. There's like nothing on sale in my store. But you know. But are there people at your store? Yes. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Keeping Selling it flowing. Christmas trees. Maybe, you know, they'll afford to hire some more people, and maybe you can have, like, two days off a week. I have Saturday, Sunday off. Ooh, look at you. Yeah. Like, the first time you've had, like, back-to-back days off in a long time? Yeah, at least a month. Hmm. You deserve a Dalbatic. Thank you, Brandon. I all work right. hard. You do work hard. Especially when it comes to your NFL picks, otherwise known as... Oh. Dominic's picks. Okay, dun, 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 not dun, not dun. feeling it today. Dun 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 dun. Well, you have the dramatic music. You went six and seven last week. Okay, still staying afloat God above five hundred. You went ninety-five, eighty-three. Oh, and one. And one. So still pretty good above five hundred. You correctly picked Thursday night's game. Chicago defeated the Dallas Cowboys thirty-one to twenty-four. It honestly was not that close. Uh. Dallas Cowboys got some garbage time, yardage, and points in the end. Shout out to Pink Yeti Amari Cooper, giving me a solid 20-piece before the uh, Sunday start. I got 22. Nice, nice, nice. I will know, like 20. As well. As Yeah, there we go. There you go. My, we got my a fault, uh, friend, friend of the podcast, Tyler Gunderson, you know, trapped over to hell. We talk about them a lot on the podcast. We do. Going up against him this week, so it's, you know, fight for brand supremacy. Curveballs and chair shots versus trapped over to hell this week. First round of the playoffs. You better not let me down. I, I'm, hopefully I'm not. I said I got the 20-piece early, so I have seven points beating him in the projections right now. So it's looking okay. It's looking looking pretty good. We'll talk about it. Is this loser's bracket? No, it's winner's bracket. Technically, I'm the second. I had the second best record, but I came in second in my division, so I'm actually the three seed, so I should technically get a bye, but it's okay. I'm not tripping. I'm going to run the table. I'm about to get this money. Knock on wood. Until Tyler hears this and he goes, fuck you, you're out of the league. Well, I already trolled him yesterday when I texted him. I texted him the uh, Baby Yoda. There's many Baby Yoda memes out there, but I sent him the one of him holding the cup Mm -hmm. and just said that was me watching Amari Cooper kill it in garbage time (laughs) because he only had like two catches for 20 yards for like three quarters. Those two drives at the end gave me like 15 points. Yep. It was amazing. But let's be a little more serious. We got Big D having big problems right now. We talked about it last week. Should they fire Jason Garrett? We said no, but has your mind changed in this past week? Yeah, just might as well ride the rest of the season out. But since they basically are pretty much guaranteed a spot in the playoffs because I think 
Philly isn't doing that well. Technically, Washington is still in contention. If they win out and the other two teams lose out, they can go to the playoffs and win the division at 7-9. So there's still a chance for the Washington team. But, okay, so what you're telling me is... You're pretty much going to go to the playoffs anyways, so might as well you know, shake things up and maybe that'll like give a spark for this team that is doing shitty. Okay, or, do you honestly think firing your head coach would get you to play better? Maybe. I okay. mean, I'm not I'm not saying, you know, that's the right way to do it. There's two sides you can say, you know, maybe you don't change him because, you know, it's it was kind of working and it's, you know, maybe it's going to hurt them or maybe it'll well, help them. You bring in a fresh body, you're gonna, they're going to be well, like I think you just promote from within. Mm. For now. Mm. But then the whole team hasn't really been doing that well and the coaching and everything. Dominic, your thoughts on the game yesterday is like who's I know this is a blame culture, but who do you put the majority of the blame on? I don't I honestly don't know. I kinda wanna put it on Garrett. I mean, let's be honest here. Garrett could be one of the best coaches of all time. He could be the Bell Bilichek, let's just say. And if the team doesn't do well, he's gone. If, like I just said, if Bill Belichick was a sh- had the shittiest team out there, would he still be coaching? You think? No, maybe. It all depends. Exactly. Some, I mean, you can say that Bill Belichick has kind of outcoached some of the players that he's had. Obviously, he's had Tom Brady, Randy Moss, Brewski. You know, he's had very good players, Hall of Fame players. But he's also, you know, brought out the Amendolas and the Jimmy. Yeah. Or Jimmy. Uh, an Edelman, you know, there's his his little white wide receivers who don't seem like they should be that good, but he gets the best out of them. But I'm just saying though, if let's say Tom Brady was a bust, Gronkowski was a bust, all these players. Let's were bring a bust. it back to to Dallas. Dominic. I'm just saying though, do you honest to God can put it all on Garrett? I mean, there's a 52, 50 whatever, 52 man roster. You got all those coaches. They count the first drive, fantastic drive. You feed Zeke, they got the touchdown and then after that just the defense was trash I don't know if it was they abandoned the playbook or they abandoned their whatever you call it, their plan going into it because maybe they couldn't build off of the run because Dak we were talking him up so much early in the season and now it's just he's come back down to earth and might even be costing him this millions of dollars Yes, that's why we were talking about it throughout the year. It's like, oh, he's going to get $40 million. He's the MVP. I mean, he, I think... No, no, I'm talking about Garrett. It doesn't really matter. Well, I'm just saying. I don't think he is. If but this is he's last gonna get, year. It probably is going to be his last year because he's going to get his ass canned. Jerry Jones did his radio interview this week or today, and he dropped a couple uh, profanities, and he got cut off the air because he was a little, a little cranky. Mm. Dominic, mm? listen to the studio audience and... Turn off the light. Turn off? Well, the light's already on. What other what? light would you be turning on? There's no light. The tree light. Oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, studio audience one or all of them? leaving for Mexico tomorrow, so Dominic has to be extra nice because you can't be on a shit list for like a whole two weeks, Dominic. Or three weeks, however long it is. I don't know. Anyways. Chicago, they win. They're still technically... Alive, even though barely. We got the San Francisco 49ers are a five seed, and yet they're 10 and 2. They got the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. Mental Trubisky people were ready to white it, right? White? Right. Him off. Not white him off. I just gotta say, you look very beautiful with the 
Christmas tree lights going off your face. Thank you. Very uh, festive. I'm, I'm going to say that's a fake tree. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's no white trees, Brandon. Hey, well, you never know. Maybe it was just they went a little heavy on the, the snow gimmick. No, yeah, no. But Chicago, people were ready to can Mitchell Trubisky, and then he does a... He turns it around. Yeah, I mean, he the Dallas Cowboys defense made him look like Deshaun Watson. Just throwing all over the place, running all over the place. I mean, see, for me, it comes... Does it, this make it more difficult, their decision going forward? Because it's like, okay, he shows he's shown that he could do this. So maybe we hold them, we you know we stick it out with them, and if we build around them and we get like a we get the defense up and running again, he can be good enough to lead us somewhere. See, that's the thing. You want to be good enough, or do you want to be the best? That's my question to you, Brandon. If you're the Chicago Bears, do you want to be good enough to get to the Super Bowl, or do you want to be great and win the Super Bowl? How do you like that answer? Yeah. Well, I think every team's goal is to win the Super Bowl. My thinking is, like, you, I, he's definitely not the quarterback I would throw $40 million at to keep for the next 10 years, but it's like, do you keep him, uh, you know, save a little bit of money because he's not going to demand a high-ass contract for now, but then you can use that extra money to build around him and possibly, you know, raise a water level. I mean, if the Bears are smart, probably, because he's familiar with the playbook, coaching, all that kind of mumbo-jumbo, but when it comes down to it is, who's going to be willing to go to Chicago? Everybody wants to play with a contending team. Chicago, I think if they don't do any, if they don't make the playoffs this year, but, but I, I know they pretty much are, I don't think nobody wants to go there. So between these two teams, Chicago probably not going to make the playoffs because they got a steep hill to climb. Yeah. Dallas probably going to make the playoffs, but you never know, they could shit the bed. If you're going to pick one, which team do you think is on the, you know, going to be better in the next few weeks in a better standing? You know, I think the Cowboys are just going to keep going downhill. So I'm going to go with the uh, Chicago Bears. So you think by this time in like 2 weeks when they play the Philadelphia Eagles, just the wheels are going to fall off the train tracks. Yes, sir. All right. Well, table that for another day but let's get into week 14 we got the indianapolis colts taking on the tampa bay buccaneers marlon mack who fractured his hand he is a pink yeti don't think he's going to play this week though for my team for pink yeti but he will be playing for the indianapolis colts we thought it was a two-team race in the afc south the uh we're going to talk about the other team in a little bit but the colts are kind of faltering right now it seems as though they need to uh you know get back on track after you know, losing some tough games recently. Do they get back on track against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay? I mean, has Tampa Bay even done anything newsworthy lately? They're those te- they It's the team that, you know, on paper, they're probably not that good. Their record is kind of shit. But then they'll come out and they'll fucking dog a team because they have Jameis Winston and some good receivers and they can just, you know, throw it all over the place and win a shootout. Also go the Colts. All right, so then we move on to a sneaky good game. Who knew this game was going to be a top build game at the beginning of the season? We got the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Buffalo Bills, the number one seed in the AFC taking on the number one wild card team. It is in Buffalo. Don't know what the weather is like. That could be a factor, but with the run game of the Ravens, that should be no problem after their win against the 49ers. Dominic, who do you got in this matchup? I think 
for the past few weeks, I'm going to keep going. Uh, the Ravens have proven how dominant they are, so I think I'm going to keep going with the Ravens. Ravens coming off of that tough win against the 49ers. But the Bills will be a good... And the Bills good played game. on Thanksgiving, so they get a couple extra days rest. And it is at home, so do you give them any extra advantage because of that? I want to, but the Ravens are just that damn good. All right, so then we move on to a NFC North matchup. We get the Detroit Lions, who we were... I don't know if we'd say we were high on them at the beginning of the season, but we were we were surprised. We thought they were going to go somewhere. Yes. And then they just Detroit line their way to like a three and seven Rock and one record. Detroit Rock City, baby. Uh, the Lions will travel to Minnesota to take on the Vikings after the tough loss to the Seattle Seagulls. Good showing, Kirk Cousins once again 0 and 8 in Monday Night Football games. Yeah. Tough, uh, tough luck for him, but better I mean, than me. Well, you have just as many wins on Monday Night Football as Kirk Cousins does, so. Think of it like that. Because I'm 0-0. Zero zero. What's better, being 0-8 zero or 0-0? Zero zero? It's still the same winning percentage, if you think about it. But I haven't lost, though. So I'm undefeated, technically. Sure, why not? Okay. Uh, Lions against the Vikings. Dalvin Cook seemingly will play this game. Who knows what his snap share will be. I think I'm going to go with the Vikings. I mean, it's pretty... Going out on a limb there. I mean, it's a smart pick. But with that being said, I bet you... Detroit comes out and just smashes them. The Washington racial slurs will travel to Green Bay after Washington beat the Carolina Panthers. Who would have saw that coming? But the Green Bay Packers coming off a uh, snowy game in New York, maybe getting their offense back on track after that uh, shit show that was against the 49ers. But you got to thank you to Aaron Rodgers because he played just phenomenal. Does he play phenomenal again this week against Washington? Yes. Is it a uh, blowout and he's only going to play about three quarters? I hope he plays all four quarters and he scores at least two touchdowns per, per quarter. All it right. Just gives me a million, bazillion, gazillion points. Then we move on to the Denver Broncos taking on the Houston Texans. The Texans had a fantastic win against the Patriots. We talked about the Thursday night game. A lot closer than it actually was. The Sunday night game, a lot closer or a lot worse than it actually was. Your thoughts on the Houston game beating the Patriots last week? Was that a statement win for the Houston Texans or did that oh, show? Oh, God, yes. But I mean, if you – this is probably one of the best Patriots seasons they had in a while. Um, but their offense has not been doing so well. We'll talk about New England in a little bit, yeah. though. But, no, I mean, you have – you. whenever you beat the Patriots or one of the top teams in the league that, that the year – that year, I mean – it's a huge statement when it shows that you can compete. So they're taking on Brandon Allen. So many Allens to keep track of. It's kind of so hard. Brandons too. I know. Too many Brandons in this world. We've got to take some of them out. Uh, we got, they're taking on the rookie quarterback. Only a second start ever. It will be in Houston. A tough game they played last week against the uh, Chargers. They came out on top. Another heartbreaking loss for those poor Chargers. But who <laughs> cares? Houston going to run away with this one? Probably. All right, so then we got a, another marquee game. A lot of good games on this week. The San Francisco 49ers continue on their treacherous schedule as they travel to New Orleans after that really good game against the Ravens last week. They got the loss, but I think they showed some promise. And they take on New Orleans, who is a little banged up. Dominic, who do you got in this game and why? I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted. You're going to go with the Saints because... Who that, baby? Exactly. Um... Part of me wants to go with the Niners because, you know, like, want to, like, go against you. But then it's like, 
I've been choosing New Orleans like all season. Do I keep up with that? I don't know how to feel. What did you think of the 49ers side of things in the Ravens game? Did you think they showed, you know, promise? Was it what you expected? A little disappointing? It was a little disappointing. I, I expected the Ra- the Raiders, the Niners to pull it, pull it away. Um, that being said, I feel like the Saints are wor- not worse, but they're not as good as the Ravens. So I think I'll give the Niners the edge in this game, barely squeaking out the win. We said, I said, that the 49ers were a wildcard team at 10-2. and two. So very important game for them to win here if they want to keep track with the Seagulls. Then we go on to the Cincinnati. We got the Battle of Ohio. Oh, Jesus. A game we've all been waiting for. We got the Cincinnati Bungles taking on the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns losing... They did lose, right, to the Pittsburgh Steelers I believe so, yes. last week after, you know, we thought they were going to get back on track, maybe make a run for it, but then the Browns are good to Brown. Take it on the Bengals. Browns made to Brown. Are, are going to take the Browns? Joke. It's a poop joke. Well, I was going to say, you're going to take the Browns to the Super Bowl? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, literally, like, you know, the actual Cleveland Browns? No, no. Are you going to take them in this game, though? No. You're going to no. take Cincinnati. I know you always got to pick one shitty team to win. Cincy, baby. I mean, they're, they're white hot. They they won last week. They beat the Jets. The Raiders lost to the team that lost. The Raiders lost to the team that lost to the Bengals. And the Jets also lost to the, the Miami Dolphins. That just shows how trash the Raiders are. I said it. So basically... I'm not hurt by that statement. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, put it out there. Put it in the universe, brother. I ain't offended by it. That seltzer hitting you, Dominic? That truly? No, but I want to drink like six more. Please don't do that. Uh, We got the Carolina Panthers with Kyle Allen. I believe so. Josh Allen is in Buffalo. Don't think too hard. Uh, We got the Panthers taking on Atlanta. Kind of a meaningless game. I think Carolina's still kind of in it. Kind of. But uh, who do you got and why? Atlanta. And what I've been saying every week for the past like million weeks... Ryan Jones, good night. Then we got the Miami Dolphins taking on the New York Football Giants at MetLife Stadium. As I said, Miami won last time these two teams faced off. Is it going to be any different? No, because it's going to be Dolphins are going to be. I'm trying to think of a pun. Hang on. Um, dolphins are going to. I'm just going to let you drown. Why? I'm trying to think of a good pun. I thought I I said drown, you know, like a dolphin. Dolphins are smarter than humans. They don't drown. Dumbass. Um, what's not uh, orc? I don't know. I want to say orca for some reason. Dolphins versus the Jets, Dominic. Oh, you the have. Dolphins. Okay, there we go. How hard was that? Nice blowholes they have. Then we go to Jacksonville as the Los Angeles Chargers take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The big dick Nick era in Jacksonville seemingly is over before it even started. He gets benched last week. Gardner Minshew is in. Gardner Minshew will be the starting quarterback against the Chargers. What the hell is BDN's future in the NFL? Goes back to the Eagles because apparently he can only play with the Eagles. Um, No, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where he was only good 
when back was against the wall. Am I right? Carson Wentz goes down. He has to step up. But as a starter in Philly, he wasn't too well. So, I don't know what happens to him. He I still think... owed a boatload of money. Exactly. So um, I think it's going to be hard for them to trade him because I don't think any team is going to want to take that pay, you know, take on that salary unless the the Jaguars just eat it and then trade him away. So, uh, to the football part, Chargers against Jacksonville at home for Jacksonville. Does this Gardner Minshew Minshew mania runs wild again, brother? I'm gonna say yeah. I think uh, Jacksonville, uh, the Chargers have just have has not they have not been the Chargers of pa- the past. Then we got the big. After- Are they? Is Phillips gonna, uh, Rivers going to get traded? I no, keep hearing I'm, I'm about pretty, it. I'm, Do you think he will? Well, the trade deadline's already passed, so he's not going to get traded. Next I, well. I think this is his last year under contract, so he could either retire or you know Joe Montana and sign with another team. Who knows? Uh, you got. I'm blanking on the quarterback's name. That is his backup, but uh, he'll be fine. I don't know. Uh, then we got the marquee game of the afternoon slate, the Kansas City Chiefs taking on New England in New England. The Patriots seemingly are unbeatable at home in December, but maybe the weak link or the weak point of the Patriots' defense that we thought was so vaunted is when they go up against those fast defense. They lose to the Ravens. They lose to the Houston Texans. We got Kansas City. He might be the best out of all of them when it comes to that kind of offense. Does Kansas City crack the code against New England? No. Definitely not. So you're sa- are you saying that New England's defense absolutely locks down Kansas City and then New England's def- offense does just enough to squeak out a win? Yes. So their offense still is going to sputter and still kind of be shit, but it's going to be survive. Kansas gonna be- City is going to screw it up. Let's put it that way. But Travis Kelsey is going to get a boatload of points, right? No. He can't. Oh. He, I can't. He needs to break his leg. Well, don't say that. Fine. Twists his ankle. After he gets a touchdown in like no. 70 yards. No. I don't have Travis Kelsey. You do. Yeah, but you know, I'm actually playing for real money, Dominic. Fuck your couch. You're on your own couch. Exactly. Then we go to Oakland. The penultimate game, possibly, at the Oakland Coliseum for the Raiders. Why? Why do you say that? Because it's the second to last game the Coliseum for the Raiders. That, that's what penultimate means, second to last. Why did you say the second to last? Because penultimate sounds cooler but, than but second to last. But you know this podcast besides you knows that. You know, people, write in. DM us. If you knew what penultimate means before I explained it, prove Dominic wrong. Then we have smart listeners. I bet you money no one does. I bet you 20 bucks no one does. I'll ask Big Daddy. To DM me and then fucking that doesn't count. I, Maybe I'll FaceTime you, and then I'll ask Josh. Does he you know what penultimate that, that's, means? That, no, you said... Okay, you call me. I call you, you know, by the time I get home, and as soon as I get home, I call Josh, but I can't smarten him up. I don't... I, Anyways. Never mind. Tennessee Titans, who we thought were dead to rights a few weeks ago after Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill shit goes down, but then Ryan Tannehill... We're getting good Ryan Tannehill, and the Tennessee Titans are storming back, possibly could sneak into the playoffs and take the spot that the Raiders once sat in that second wild card spot. The Raiders get absolutely shellacked 
by the Kansas City Chiefs last week. The Raiders still slim playoff chances, but it's the Raiders at this point. I mean, Both teams going in the opposite directions right now. I mean, I, I want to give the edge to the Raiders. I feel like uh, if Kansas City loses, Raiders win. Their chance, I think it. I think it will give the Raiders more motivation to go out there and get that win. Well, I think at this point the division is. There's no point. There's no chance of them winning, unless just Kansas City doesn't win another game. That's. I think that's the only way because technically they have the tiebreaker, so they're like you know an extra game up on the Raiders. What's the wild card looking like? Do you know? Well, the Raiders are six and six. Mm-hmm. Correct. No. They are six and seven, and they are on the outside looking in against the six, the seven and six, Pittsburgh Steelers, I believe. But anyways, I'll, I'll check just to make sure. Tennessee going up against Oakland, Dominic. You're gonna go make a pick. You're gonna go with Oakland, okay? Not because you know you're biased or anything, but speaking of those Pittsburgh Steelers, they take on the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. We got Duck Hodges gonna save the day. For those Steelers, Duck Hodges. Duck Hodges, who nobody nobody knew about until a few weeks ago, sweeping the nation by storm, does he defeat Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like that's a one-time thing. Um... Duck Hodges undefeated as an NFL quarterback, two and zero. Fine, fuck it. I'll ride it. I'll, I'll ride with Duck Hodges then. I, I forgot. I have like a my first duck call from like fucking Walmart for Duck Dynasty. I sh- I was gonna bring it, but I forgot because I was summoned here on sh- such short notice. Oh shit! Fuck okay, so now there's no more bye weeks anymore. So we got a full slate of games. Moving on to the Sunday night football matchup, we got the Seattle Seagulls taking on the Los Angeles Rams at the Coliseum. The Seagulls are the number two seed. Or the number number one seed, I believe, in the NFC at their number two seed. I don't know. They're in the division. They're winning the division right now, Dominic. Do they continue their dominance against the Rams? What do you think? It's called Dominic's picks, not Brandon's picks. I did that one week when you didn't show up. But I mean, I still can ask you. What do you think? Thoughts? Thoughts? Farewell thoughts. I think that Seattle will continue their reign. The Rams are kind of like the Dallas Cowboys of the West. Who knows what the hell's going on with them. They have such good talent on paper, but yet it's not really putting it to work on the field. So I will go Seattle. Maybe not a complete blowout, but I'll take them by 10. I was thinking Seattle, but I have really bad luck when it comes to fantasy football. And my guy has Todd Gurley and Chris Carson and Cooper Cup. So I'm gonna. So basically, go. you're facing the Los Angeles Rams this week. Yeah, and I got a feeling the Rams are gonna just blow the fuck out out the water. So go with the Rams. Moving on to Monday Night Football, not a very marquee game, but a uh, big markets. We got the New York Football Giants taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, as we keep talking about, they gotta keep winning. They should have beat the the Dolphins last week, but they didn't. So they're still behind the eight ball when it comes to winning the division. Do they get the job done this week? No. So they just completely shit the bed and just are going to gift the division to the Cowboys. Yes. All right. You know, isn't isn't uh, Eli starting? 
Eli is starting Daniel Jones. I don't know if it's official, official yet, but it is looking that Daniel Jones is not going to play, and Eli Manning will be back behind He's center. just going to fucking goad it up. He's going to goad it up. Super One last hurrah. Champion. Then Thursday night, next week, we got the New York Football Jets taking on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Is this a, a massacre? I hope so. I the mean, Jets just stomp if the Raven, out the Ravens? If the, okay, if the Ravens do not win, we have a problem. So we'll go with the Ravens. All right, after uh, all that talk for football, we're finally done. Full oh, slate finally. of games. I think this is the first time in a while that we've had a full, all 16 teams talked about on the, uh, or 32 teams, but all 16 games talked about on here. But anyways, let's move on to the f- the basketball. Breaking news today. You're, falling. you're making me fall asleep. That's because you're drunk and you're tired. Oh, okay. Uh, David Fisdale, former coach of the New York Basketball Knicks. Jesus. I'm going to just keep riding that train. That's fine. He uh, gets canned after a season in 22 games. After they go 4-18, and 18, tied for the worst record ever in Knicks history. Dominic, what the fuck is going on with the Knicks? The Knicks have not been good. I feel like we've been asking this question for like the past 25 years. Like, what the fuck is wrong with the Knicks? Okay, uh, you're being a little crazy now. It's not 25 years, but like the past like five years. What? I am a researching man, and I have seen that the Knicks have only won one playoff series in the past 20 years. So pretty much... Our entire lives watching sports, we have never really seen the Knicks do good. Damn. That's a long fucking time. I know we're old. Damn. Then we're going to call my dad to cry. So it's so early in the season, you're not going to commit to a new coach. You're just going to have an interim internal coach, I would assume, because you're not going to want to commit to another person because... I think they're eyeing for the Toronto president. He's kind of like the hot young thing right now that everyone's trying to get. And if New York throws a shit ton of money at him, maybe he can, he'll come over and he'll be the next big thing that'll help him. But we thought Phil Jackson was going to do that, and that didn't happen. So, I mean, it's almost kind of like the Cowboys thing. It's like you fire somebody this early, what exactly are expectations going forward? I mean, we saw him on paper, the quote-unquote talent that they have, and it wasn't very good, so I don't know what they are expecting from these group of players? I mean, I don't know. I mean, going back to what you said about it's kind of like the Dallas situation. If they, But it's, it's a lot worse because at least Dallas, you can see that there's talent there. Well, yeah. But to me, basketball's a little different. I feel like basketball, you, uh, it's, how do you say? Well, they used to have a really good player. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Chris Stapps Porzingis? I think it's his name. Por, 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 Zingus? Kangaroo? I don't know. It's like some tall white guy. He, he was okay. I think he had some promise, but they, they just They traded. had the chance to get a lot of good players, and they fucked it all up. Um, Coaching-wise, I don't think... Uh, I don't blame the coach. I think... It, th- th- this is the one time where I wouldn't blame the coach. It's the players. I mean, I mean, he gets he gets the job, and he expects to have Porzingis there. He gets hurt, and then he gets traded. So it's like the your one thing that you knew you had that you can build around. Yeah. it wasn't even there. And so, what do you expect him to do with it? Exactly. And he probably tried told them, "I'll do the best I can with what I got. Get me a good, solid draft pick. Don't really get it." And yeah, I mean, I would put more emphasis or more blame on the 
the GM and the you know upper brass and the actual but, coach. But they never really get it. Because the owner is an idiot. Mm. Anyways, a former New York basketball Nick. Let's talk about some happy news. Carmelo. Carmelo Anthony. We talked about him a few weeks ago. He signed with the Portland Trailblazers. He won the Player of the Week award last week. And now his contract will be fully guaranteed. So Carmelo... Proving the doubters wrong and actually doing pretty damn good for the Trailblazers. But for how long? Hey, his contract is fully guaranteed now, so who cares? He getting paid. Eh, my thing, though, I, I, he doesn't even need the money. His, I think he just wants to prove that... I don't know. I mean, divorces can be a little tricky. Is he getting divorced with Lava still? I assume so. I, don't, I, I thought they were fine. I'll look up on the internet. Yeah. But no, um... I think he just wants to prove everybody wrong, but the thing is, you know, he left the Knicks, you know, so he he played with OKC and the Rockets, right? No. I'm so tired and buzzing. You've had half a hard seltzer, Dominic. I had the buzzing. old one, you asshole. Oh, so one and a half. Woo, I'm drunk. Whew. Who do you play with? Just OKC? And the Nuggets? I'm not, okay, I'm, not, I'm talking after the Knicks. Just OKC and now the Blazers, right? And the Rockets. He did play with the Rockets? For a cup of coffee. Oh, that's probably why I don't remember. See, Dominic, you're not drunk. You're a smart guy. I'm sweating. I popped a molly. I'm sweating. Woo! Anyways, um, I think it's supposed to prove everybody wrong that said that he was the reason those teams are sucking. You know? I mean, look. He left. OKC still lost. The Rockets still lost. You know, it wasn't him. Good for Carmelo. I don't know how long this is going to last. I making millions. I should be making millions. Or at least hundreds of thousands. I mean, you showed a lot of promise on the bullhanded basketball court. Thank you. You could have gone somewhere. Appreciate it. You just stuck to it. Should have played a bullhanded royal. Should have. Could have ran that point. You and Lance Galloway. A little one-two <sighs> punch. He would have been benched, dog. He would have been playing left bench, brother. Moving on. Me Tra- and Tyler, uh, not Tyler, Travis Gunderson. Tyler was better than, t- you know. I don't know. Have another hard seltzer, Dominic. Okay. Moving on to some hot stove news. we got a lot of stuff going on. Finally, we get some moves to talk about. we got Mike Moustakis. If you, if you have anything, just say something, and we'll, or else we'll move on. Okay. we got Mike Moustakis going to the Cincinnati Reds. Okay. Decent, you know, veteran player. Yeah. He's... I think it's a good pickup. Good, good solid pickup. I think the Reds are moving in the right direction. We got Cole Hamels signing with the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. Good starting pitcher, veteran right. once again. Did Will Smith go to the Braves too? I think or the actor. Oh God, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, the former San Francisco baseball giant. Yes. Okay. I think he went to the Braves too. Uh, we got Zach Wheeler signing with the Philadelphia Phillies. Philadelphia baseball Phillies. <laughs> then we got Tommy Pham getting traded to the San, the San, not the San Francisco, the San Diego Padres for Hunter Renfro, not to be confused with Hunter Renfro. Uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay. God damn it! I keep messing yes. up. I've yes. <laughs> I can't do anything yes. right. I get I get the football teams, go the baseball teams, and now that I've been doing well the past few weeks, now I'm fucking up the baseball teams, and the football teams. Just, just no, I'm drunk. Tranquilo, brother. Okay. Then, Howie Kendrick, hero of the playoffs, 
re-signs with the Washington Nationals. Nothing. The Nationals said that they're prepared to lose either Rendon or Strasburg because they don't expect to be able to sign both of them. Would you be surprised if both of them signed with the Nationals? I would be very surprised because they're, especially Strasburg, is demanding top top billings, top big dog money. Roman Reigns money? I mean... Or John Cena money? Maybe... Roman Reigns' money a few years ago. Maybe he, he's probably making more money now because, you know, like inflation and, you know, he's getting whatever. But anyways, nothing. Nothing on Harry Kendricks? Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know who deserves more money than him, than him? You. There we go. Someone who isn't signed, but the Yankees are apparently ready to just pull up the Brinks truck for Garrett Cole. Just ready just to throw a shit ton of money at him, whatever he wants, however much it takes. Are you surprised by that? I mean, it's kind of old school Yankees. Just, yeah. do you, but do you think like he's worth it? If you give him that much yes. money, and there's no cap, so you can you know use how, however much you want. For I anybody. think I would actually do more of like a. I'll guarantee you this much, but if you you know produce these numbers, we'll give you a bonus at the end of the year. Yeah, I don't think Garrett Cole is going to be pitching for bonuses. He wants his shit up front, dog. Fuck that bitch, then. All right. It, the, to me, it motivates him to do better. We got He's a Jake Marisnik, you know, solid bench player for the Houston Astros. He signs with the New York Mets, so maybe he's going he's gonna to prove something. He should have been more. But the Houston Astros were kind of, you know, pretty good in, on, in the outfield. Yeah. And then finally, some sad news. R- Rupert Float Day is never going to be the same again now because Jerickson Profar and his wife are going to be moving to San Diego after he gets traded for catcher Austin Allen and a player to be named later. Obviously, Dominic, this is your wheelhouse. You know Jerickson Profar. You know the A's. Yeah. So tell me what you think about this move. So my thing is we still have Fagley, who was... But the A's... Desperately, I think the A's desperately need a backup catcher because I don't think they're going to have Fegley be the catcher because I think they're going to have the the other the young guy be the starting catcher. But maybe you know Austin Allen is you know maybe the minor league catcher. Who knows? I don't know because both of the catchers are both right-handed. I think they want a left-handed catcher. I don't know. I probably should have looked this up if this kid is left-handed or not because if it is, then it probably is not a good sign for Josh Fegley that he's going to get moved somewhere. Wait. Who was the back of the Fegley last year? Well, it was moving. There was a there was a bunch of them. Bo Taylor, who I saw on the on the stove, got to, he signed somewhere. So shout out Bo Taylor. Uh, but the old guy, you know, I'm in I'm in football mode right now, so I need to like. Work. Oh my! Uh, my boy was was it back up? Um... You got this. Oh my god! Why did I say I'm almost say Mike Matheny? Um, Nick Cunley. Right. Yes, Nick Hunley was the backup catcher for yes. the the A's for a uh, cup of coffee. Yes. If I can just if you can stall a little bit, I can bring up the A's roster and I can find his name. Well, everybody, uh, what, what t- you, tis the season. Dominic, what do you think the A's are going to do at second base now that Profar's gone? Uh, Brandon Tanguma of the uh, Rojos. Oh wait, he doesn't play anymore. He retired a few years ago. Um, but uh, no. Uh, while Brandon's doing this, I think I'll take a moment. And, uh, you know, tis the season to be jolly, to give. I hope, uh, you know, Curveballs and Chair Shots will be doing a... Uh, Sean Murphy, that's the Sean Murphy. I don't know what's going on with that. You're welcome. But, uh, I was so, going to yeah. say toy drive, but then I wanted to keep the toys. Austin Allen is a left-handed 
bat, so I think Sean Murphy will be the starter. Austin Allen will be the backup. So there you go. Figured it out. Trade Figley. I don't. I. I is Figley even on the roster? Maybe. I think they're just gonna let him walk. I don't know. But anyways, so no more Figley. He was good. He was good. Very good. But uh, Sean Murphy, he's the truth. He's a very good player. And oh. he's actually well, he's younger than me, but barely older than you. October fourth, nineteen ninety four. Damn. Yep. Damn, isn't isn't that? Do you ever think about that kind of shit? Like, no, Dominic, we're not getting on a fucking soliloquy about how old we're getting. That no, not... I'm not saying old, but like, this dude's the same age as us, and yet he's making big dog money. Oh, I mean, he's a catcher for the. He's a minor league catcher for the Oakland A's. I don't think he's making that much money. More than us, but you know, he's not a star prospect for the Yankees Just or anything wait like that. Just wait until he sends that fucking. That contract for with the Phillies, a couple million, you know. Not well, not with the A's, but anyways, the second base situation for the A's is definitely a something that's up in the air. You got Franklin Bretto, you got Seth Brown, you got uh, Sheldon Noisy. You can go a whole bunch of different ways. You can pull somebody, you can you know sign somebody else. But I think the A's are going to look in house for their uh, second base situation. You got Marcus Simeon there. You got the Mats. Someone's got to get paid. Do you think? Uh, Simeon gets moved in his contract year. Moved as in what? Traded? Or yeah. moved as in moved positions? Traded, Dominic. No. No? So do you think they get it done and do they sign one of the mats, both of the mats? Because it's kind of like the Nationals. I don't see them signing everybody. I think if... my 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 The way I look at it is if you had to pick one out of the three, who would you pick? I know my answer. I'm picking Chapman. That, that's what I was going to say, too. Because I've... I mean, well, you can say we signed Chavez to all that money and it didn't really pay out, but then we didn't sign Donaldson and that kind of bit us in the ass. And I don't know. I just think Chapman is just fantastic. Arguably the best third baseman in the league right now. So then my my thing is, would you rather trade Simeon to keep Olsen or would you rather trade Olsen to keep Simeon? Well, Olsen and Chapman, you still have a few years left. But Simeon is this year, his final year. So the A's are going to have to make a choice if they want to keep... I mean, Simeon, it's, you know, more sentimental value because he's from Oak, he's from the Bay Area. You know, he's been here for pretty much his entire career. So it's like, you know, he's a good guy and all that other bullshit. So, you know, studio audience... What I think she's laughing at the TV. What the hell's going on? Oh. the fat chick's on the ground. Oh, Honey Boo Boo's mom is... Yeah. We're watching... Apparently, Honey Boo Boo's mom's eyebrows are messed up, and she does not want to be seen on TV like that in that state, on the ground, wrapped in a blanket, on the dirt road of her trailer park. Red as fuck. Shout out Life Pete. And she's just making awkward eye contact with the TV. But Okay, I think that's enough uh, hot stove action for one day. Moving on to the world of professional wrestling, we're going to try to move through this one quickly. Yep, we got it's 9 o'clock and Daddy want to go to bed. Daddy always wants to go to bed. Yep. We got AEW, Dominic's favorite promotion in the whole wide world, has announced that they're going to be doing quarterly pay-per-views on traditional cable pay-per-view providers up until summer 2021. Not really shocking, yeah. but your thoughts on you know, the second biggest company in the States sticking to traditional pay-per-view and everyone's kind of moving away from that. I mean, I, I think it's smart. Um, it, well, it all depends, too, how much these things are going to cost. 
You think they're going to be like WWE where they used to be like 65 bucks or whatever? Well, right now, they're all 50 bucks. Who knows if they're going to have, some, you know, double or nothing all out be 50 and then you have full gear or some other ones at like 30. But I think as of this moment, they're all going to be like 50 bucks. I think that's kind of like the sweet spot because I think once you get to like 60 and 70, like that's like UFC territory. And I mean, you could try, try to charge that if it's like a super duper big ass show, but I don't think AEW's at that level yet. I mean, what would it take for them to. Uh be charging that much money like we talk in they would have to get super duper hot they would have to l- get on the level of a conor mcgregor ufc fight mm-hmm. i think for them to charge that kind of money which they're not going to be able to do that now there's talks about this uh ksi guy trying to go to aw or wwe do you think that happens and if so where dominic we're not talking about ksi wrestling for aw or wwe until it happens until he signs something we will talk about it i'm, saying, I'm not going to entertain I'm that saying. fact Jeez. I'm just saying too, uh, as well. Get hyphy. Big dog's tired. Big dog's going to bed. Lucky girl. Then we got uh, John Morrison. We talked about him a few months, weeks ago. He has officially signed, I guess, with WWE. The news is out. The dirt sheets have leaked it. Ryan Satin, who works with WWE, so it's official now. John Morrison with WWE. Where do you think he's gonna go? What would you do with him? When does he show up? I don't know. I mean, I feel like NXT is already is getting a little crowded. Um, he doesn't feel NXT to me. Yes, he's been on the indie scene forever, but he's a Raw SmackDown guy. Yeah. He's a main roster dude. Exactly. Um, so I think if I had to pick where he would fit best, it'd probably be SmackDown. I think he can put some good matches together with General Bryan and and uh, Roman Reigns, and um, even Corbin, and Shinsuke, and, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people there he can have a good match with and make sense with it and all. I agree. I mean, I think John Morrison, I think I'm not the biggest fan of him. I think some people are maybe much higher in him than I am, but I think he'll be a usable talent. The thing is, there's so much talent in WWE, you would think that some people would be better utilized, but... I mean, I think John Morrison could maybe fall into, like, that Alberto Del Rio category. Where, I mean, he, I don't even think he was as hot as Del Rio was when he re-signed, but I mean, he'll come in, he'll get a little bit of fanfare, and then who knows what happens after that first month. Okay, so the question, there's, it's kind of like a two-parter. One is, do we see Wifey come into the mix? And two, if we do, do we see them kind of being the heel faction they wore in Impact? I you know I actually saw this week's impact right before I came over to the to do this show, Dominic. Oh really? I know Taya Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. She's the Impact World Champion. She's facing Mama Thickness, Jordan Grace, mm-hmm. at a uh, whatever their pay per view show is called. I think it's Hard to Kill or something. Probably. And she's face ODB has been added to the mix. So I don't know exactly what Taya Valkyrie's contract status is, mm-hmm. but she's a good, annoying, you know, over the top, goody not goody two shoes heel, but you know, kind of a better than you heel. Which I think she would fit in with the diva. Or... But I think with her, she's not the proven WWE person, so she would more likely go to NXT than Morrison, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, was Maurice really proven? I guess she was a Divas champion, so. Yeah, never mind. I digress. Moving on. Someone who used to be on SmackDown, 
Wade Barrett, now known as Stu Bent. He's not wrestling anymore. I don't know if it's personal reasons, if it's injury reasons, but he will be returning to the world of pro wrestling because he's going to fill in for that racist Jim Cornette as he does commentary for NWA. So, Dominic, are you excited for Stu Bent? I actually liked... I'm still going to call him Wade Barrett, but I liked Wade. Do you think of this might be, you know, him kind of inching his way back, and maybe he... Is this going to be his new calling card, you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think he's a, he's an entertaining person. I don't know what his character is going to be. Is he going to be just like Nigel McGuinness, where he's just kind of straight-laced, kind of leaning towards a heel, but not too over the top? I'd like to see Bad News Barrett kind of style of uh, commentary. I'd like that. Well, I don't know if you want someone just burying everything that's on TV, which eh. is pretty much what he was. Yeah, he's a fuck, right? Yeah. Who gives a fuck about Raw? We kind of do, not really. But you we're do more than me. We're going to talk about it anyways. We got the Raw recap. We got Seth Rollins trying to deliver an apology to Kevin Owens after what happened last week. He tries to tell KO that he had nothing to do with what happened with the Authors of Pain. Authors of Pain come out. KO's there. He doesn't buy it for a second that Seth Rollins is trying to apologize. Authors of Pain asked for a tag team match, but... KO sees through it, and he says, eh, eh, and then he challenges them, but then the AOP just walks away. And then he has a match with Lashley, but then the AOP come out anyways and beat him up. And then we never see him again. He gets dragged to the back, and they never follow up on it. But KO tweeted that he's okay, and he got away, so nice nice to hear that. I mean, my whole thing is this AOP thing, it makes no sense right now. I think it's a slow burn. I think eventually, I mean, you could say... We all see it coming to our Authors of Pain and Seth Rollins team up, which could be the logical, easy thing to say. Maybe it goes a different direction, but I think, I don't know if this was the best week. As I said, you know, there were some plot holes with whatever the hell the Authors of Pain were doing, but mm-hmm. I think they're they're good. Okay, now let's say, so everyone's leaning towards Seth turning. If they keep fa- uh, Seth as a baby face and they turn Kevin as heel, what do the fans do? They riot because I don't think they want to cheer Seth Rollins, and I think the company kind of sees that, and they're going to turn him heel. And I was beating the drum for Kevin Owens to be the lead babyface for, like, years now, and they're finally doing it after all the bullshit that he's gone through over on SmackDown and Shane McMahon. But, I mean, better late than never, I guess. Yep. And as we said, Authors of Pain drag Kevin Owens to God knows where. And then afterwards, Lashley cuts a promo, and then... Rusev comes out, and then Nashville police arrest Lana and Lashley because they... They're racists. Yes, because they're racists. You said it, not me. And they, then they get arrested. So yeah. there you go. The crowd was into it. It was kind of stupid, yeah. but... I mean, people are people are invested in the storyline for better or for worse. It's definitely for worse. only thing that looks good is Lana. Drew McIntyre takes on Akira Tozawa after getting demolished by Andrade last week, then challenging for the Cruiserweight Championship. Tozawa's back. A little bit more competitive match here. And then Drew McIntyre goes a little back and forth with Randy Orton, setting up that feud a little bit, but then Randy Orton kind of turns his attention more toward AJ Styles. So we're seeing Randy Orton kind of like in two feuds right now with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. It's not like a triple threat feud where it's like everyone has an issue with everybody. It's like Randy Orton has something with Drew. Drew has something with Randy, but Randy has something with AJ. But who does AJ have it with? 
AJ's just mad at everybody because he lost his title. He's an angry soccer mom right now. Okay, so the question I have is, what would you rather see, Randy versus Drew or Randy versus AJ? Well, we've seen Randy versus AJ already. Randy has, yes, the rules are flip-flopped, which AJ being a kind of an undersized heel to Randy Orton might not exactly be super effective, but I think Randy, I think Drew has actually shown, you know, some good qualities recently, so I think having Randy and Drew, who knows how long they can span this out for, but I think this uh, could be something good. I think Drew is kind of on that same path as Kevin Owens, that they're finally elevating him after all this bullshit that he's gone through. Because, I mean, my whole thing is I'd rather see Drew just because I've seen Randy and AJ so much. Um, not to say it's not entertaining, but I want to see something different, and I haven't seen that. So, Well, something that's not different is Aleister Black and another showcase match. He takes on Tony Nese. Once again, kind of competitive, but then in the end, Aleister Black's make quick worse of Tony Nese, and they continue on the feud with him and Buddy Murphy, even though it's not really outright who's the babyface and who's the heel. I mean, Aleister Black would be the babyface. Yeah, but it's not exactly spelled out. Like, what has Buddy Murphy done? He knocked on his door and challenged him to a fight after Aleister Black was just sitting there for months and he didn't do anything. But before that, Buddy Murphy was a heel. So if you're a heel and you haven't done anything for months and you come back, you're still a heel. Until you, you know, solidify you're changed. Andrade takes on Eric Young. Yes, Eric Young, still in WWE, still alive, still working for WWE, takes on Andrade, and Andrade makes quick work of Eric Young. Anything really to, to talk about here? I mean, a lot of squash matches. I think matches. Eric Young did a phenomenal job. I'm I think sorry. Eric Young is someone who's... Very underrated. Very underrated. Not as underrated Do as I think he though. deserves to be head champ, uh, world champion? No. But I can see him being a, a definite mid-card champion if they give him the I opportunity. Just, I mean, I would love to see him be in that 24-7 mix just because you haven't really... He's been downgraded so much, I think it's hard to kind of build him up to even the IC level at this point. But, I mean, back in TNA, he was so charismatic and he was so funny. And I just don't think Vince McMahon understands like, what he has with Eric Young. I'm not I, saying Eric I Young could be a top him, guy. If but... he was to be included in the 24-7 title, I could kind of see him being like a Crash Holly running through the, the kids' play palace and all that bumbo-jumbo they did. They can kind of recreate something He can be like Drake Maverick, but with more credibility. Exactly. There we go. That's a, yeah, that's a good comparison. Just kind of overall, I think they had five squash matches in total. Do you think that's a good direction, bad direction, kind of indifferent? I mean, with three with three hours to fill, it kind of stands out a lot more because yeah. you have you know you have to have five squash matches to you know fill out whatever a half hour worth of stuff. So yeah, it's. But I mean, at least it's not just ten seconds and the match is over. At least so. Then probably something I did not like at all. We get the Kabuki Warriors, your women's tag team champions, going 15 minutes against Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair puts up a good fight, but in the end, the Kabuki Warriors beat her. Why the hell did it take 15 minutes for your tag team champs to win a handicap match? I mean, shit, I don't book this shit. Maybe, but I mean, maybe it's still, hey, this one match is still better than all of any AEW women's matches. So, Ooh, hot take from Dominic. Oof. Whew, just wait till we get to the Dynamite recap. Oh, fuck. We still got to do that. Well, I can talk... Well, you know, I, I was going to maybe do some changes for next week's episode. We can talk about it off the air. Oh, okay. Uh, the OC in the main event takes on Ricochet Humberto Carillo and Rey Mysterio. There was some things with Randy Orton. They saved the day and blah, blah, blah. blah. They sleep to the six-man. And then the OC ends up beating the babyfaces. 
Radiorn comes out, hits our KO out of nowhere. Boom shakalaka. That's the uh, that's the show. Yay, we're doing pro. Nothing to say, just a good match that filled up about 15 minutes. Yeah. Because that's what happens on route these days. I mean, I remember back in the day when the main event was like some hyped up match. You yeah. know, Trish versus Lita. You know, Triple H versus, you know, Batista or something. You know, something good. As of this recording, SmackDown is going on currently, so we don't haven't seen it yet. Obviously, I've seen some it makes me happy Spoilers. to cover it then. I know. We uh there is the Big Dog versus Baron Corbin match is official. Nothing really took them talk about there. There's a picture on the Instagram. I didn't I don't know exactly what it is, but, it. but Roman Reigns is like tied up in the corner. And he has like and, shit. Dog well, I thought at first I thought it was dog shit, but then I kind of came to my senses like it's probably dog food. But my first yeah. thought was it was dog shit. Well, he's the big but dog. You know what this means? You know what we're going to get the second ever dog kennel from hell match. When was the first one? Al Snow versus the Big Boss Man. If you haven't seen it? Go look it up. Hell of a five star. Hell of hell of a match there. I'd rather go to sleep, Brandon. So let's get over AEW. So Dominic, you always want to go to sleep. I'm gonna go to sleep right now. No, you're not gonna go to sleep because we're gonna talk about Dy- Dynamite, and Dominic is gonna bury it because last week he said AEW was trash. I wouldn't say it is trash, but I think there have been some serious question marks and some red flags to be talking about, but in the opening contest we get the Young Bucks and Dustin Rhodes defeating the Inner Circle, Sammy Guevara and Santana and Ortiz. Okay, doesn't, isn't that kind of sad that your opening contest is the Young Bucks? You gotta like, start the crowd, you gotta start the match off hot, start the show on dynamite. You could have started off with anyone else. SEU, you know, Lucha Bros, you know, something else other than the Young Bucks. I mean, come on, man. Young Bucks should have been, like, mid-card at least. But I don't think the opening match means you're the least important match on the show. Just to me. Okay. That's it. Nothing. The Young Bucks get a, finally get a win. Sammy Guevara eats the pin, but once again, Santana and Ortiz, after being undefeated for the longest time, gets another loss. So the 50-50 booking in the tag team division and the women's division continues. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yep. Uh, then we get Phoenix taking on Trent. Some more. 50-50 booking here. After the best friends beat the Lucha Bros last week, Phoenix comes and beats Trent this week. So it's one big circle jerk. I mean, I mean, in certain aspects, I do agree with 50-50 booking. But something like this, no, I don't. I don't understand it. I mean, I clearly, you clearly, like... My and, thing is, and why well, my you... Thing is, it's not like they're, it's not like, oh, they're squeaking out a win. They're, hit, they're hitting their finish, and they're, and they're, done. It's not like they're rolling up, pulling tights, I won. But why are you, quote-unquote, breaking up? I know it's not technically breaking up, but why are you having the Lucha Bros in singles matches when, obviously, the main point right now, I think, would be for them to be in the tag team division, and I know they're facing two separate teams, and, you know, Pentagon and CD have had this little thing go in the past few weeks, but it's like, did you really need this Phoenix and Trent match if you're going to have the Pentagon and Christopher Daniels match? Eh, probably not. Uh, then we get Cody Rhodes cuts a promo. finally gets to hear him talk after the big MJF turn a few weeks ago at Full Gear. He talks about, you know, him getting kicked in the nuts, how he was the only one that believed in MJF. He, uh, uh, you know, offers his watch and his truck and his shoes and 50K for MJF to come out and fight him, but nothing. 
I thought it was a good promo. I didn't think it was, you know, top tier, absolutely sensational. I thought maybe Cody should have maybe sold a little bit more like the heartache of him, you know, his best friend turning on him. I think he kind of, he made it seem like he kind of saw it coming, even though, you know, I don't think that was the story they were kind of trying to tell. But I, mean, I, th- he, the, I think what they were trying to tell is like he was being ignorant. He was like just kind of ignoring all the red flags, even though he, he saw them. Do you think it would have would have been better of a heel turn if? Um... I think they have like diminished this feud a little bit. Like I think coming out of it, like you would, I I think it still can be like a a white hot feud if booked correctly. Not saying like you know everything is just trashed, but yeah. I think you could do better. Like MJF, I haven't seen the promo yet, but he cut apparently a really good promo in response to Cody. I don't know why that's not on TV. Like, why does it have to be... People have to go out of their way to find, like, the stellar stuff on the internet when you should just put that on the television. Like, next week, put it on, or... But it was, like, it was on... They posted it, like, whatever, that day, or, you know, while the show was going on. So, like, why couldn't you just do it? Like, it was... Kind of like, like a via satellite MGF response. Like, yeah, it was, oh. like, it was like a two-minute video. You could just play that, like... You could have taken out, because like... Oh, okay, huh? Wow, okay. Is that just going to be your response to everything? Uh, probably. Till we get to the women's. Well, we are going to get to the women's. You lobbed it up for me there. Nyla Rose takes on the librarian Leva Bates and just destroys her. And then Nyla Rose continues on her rampage. She puts Leva Bates and through a table or whatever and blah, 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 blah. Beats up the referee. We get uh, Britt Baker. She's a, She's a meme now. Yep. She uh, was just sitting there in the in the crowd, looking all shocked face. Don't know why she couldn't jump the barricade and do something about it, but you got to do it for the memes. Cause she's Adam Cole's girlfriend. So fucking stupid. It, it's one of those things. I know why they did it, but it's just so fucking stupid. Like, I it, thought it shows that, that like it's AW, funny. Like, I understand why they're trying to poke fun and like, you know, like recreate a moment WWE had. But to me, it's like you, that was not necessary. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like the pre-show to like Double or Nothing, where it's like a lot of the stuff felt like it was being the elite shtick. Like that was something that you would see on being elite, being the elite. Yeah. Like if that was on being the elite, and they did something where she was doing her shocked face, I would have popped. I thought it was like, oh, it's funny, blah blah blah. But it's like that's in its own certain bubble. You keep that to itself. But then when it comes to the show. It's like in a whole nother atmosphere. And but, have... but did I not say this, that if AEW started doing WWE-esque shtick shit, would it hurt them? To me, this is them stooping to their level. My opinion. Yeah, I think, I mean, after the first few weeks, I thought we, I was saying they were going a little too wrestling-centric. I thought they could have been more entertaining. Not saying they've gone so far in the other direction, but... I can't see where they're maybe trying to imitate, or maybe not imitate, but they're kind of emulating WWE a little bit. Well, let's hope they stop, because they're starting to decline. They did win this week. Lost Be- last week. Very, But if you look at the metrics, after three days, we add up all the totals from three days, NXT barely beat out AEW. Because it was the day before Thanksgiving. So that oh. does take away from it a little bit. Eh, whatever. You to look into it a little deeper, Dominic. Whatever. Okay. Don't just read the headlines. I read the headlines no matter what. So to anchor the top of the second hour, we get Chris Jericho, and he breaks out the lexicon of Le Champion. 
and he says that AEW Brass says that he has to face one more person by the end of the year, and so on December 18th, he's going to face somebody, but he had a long list of people he is not going to face, including uh, John Moxley, the Scorpions, Paige, Alan Jack, I almost said Alan Jackson, Alan Jones, otherwise known as AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some, some good, funny, haha stuff in there, and then we get the Lucha Source, and everybody comes out, and then we end up getting Jungle Boy against Le Champion two weeks from now. Not two weeks from now, but... Jungle Boy's going to be the new AEW World Champion. I believe this is a non-title match. Oh. But I don't know what they're going to do. They could do a 10-minute time limit because Jericho said he couldn't hang with him in 10 minutes. So maybe they can do like something like that and you get a tie. But what do you think of, and, like... And what would that, what would that though? If he is to do 10-minute time limit, hangs for 10 minutes... But I think if you... I'm not saying he hangs draw. with them. But I'm not saying he hangs with them. I say eight. I say Jungle Boy B's like competitive with him, and you know maybe he's on the verge of beating him. But does he pin Smith, submit Jericho, or does Jericho no, pin you or keep submit AJ, him, you or keep is it a draw? Chris, you, you keep Chris Jericho undefeated. He hasn't lost yet in a singles match, and you need to keep that way until you know the big angle with maybe John Moxley or something. I don't know. But anyways, what I was gonna ask you before I so really interrupted is what do you think of Chris Jericho, you know, being the funny haha main event top tier heel? Like do you think it's a good thing for your main heel champion to be a meme generator? I feel like it's what made him relevant in WWE before he left. And even in WCW back in the nineties. Like he was always the funny guy. But I mean it's it fans appreciate it though. It's not um it's not like he's I think he's trying hard enough to where it's coming off as he doesn't give a fuck. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I mean, I I can see, like, aspects of it where it's like, okay, it's kind of hard for you to boo this guy. But I think it's kind of, like, time filler-esque where he's just kind of, you know, doing some shtick. But then when he eventually does do the thing with John Moxley, then maybe the pain maker comes out and he's going to be super serious and he's going to, you know, just fuck shit up and not be funny. I mean, shit, even... Painmaker could be funny if you, if you give him the right. But it's different funny than what Jericho is doing now. The Painmaker, when he's, quote, I don't know if I've, he's ever been funny, but he can be like you know, wacky, kooky, insane Joker. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I I, I think it's fine. I this that that's something of AW I like, and I don't know if it's because it's kind of WWE-ish because how he was the list before he left or if it was or if it's just because it's not edgier but it's more entertaining we get a little promo from the Butcher Blade and Bunny Bunny formerly was Sally we don't really know why she's turned didn't get that far but you know maybe eventually they'll tell us what the fuck happened to, to Allie and they talk about why they attacked Cody because they're tired of seeing his faces all over the place. That's why she wasn't there to take the photo with you. It's because she was going through some dark shit. Yes. yes. Or because she was on the commentary team for double nothing so she had to get smartened up. Stupid bitch. Uh, then we get uh, the women's division, Dominic. Settle down. Don't get too hot. We get Chris Statlander taking on Hikaru Shida who is the number one contender at the time. Chris Statlander unranked. She lost two matches, her only two matches in AW, and then she beats the number one contender. Why, if you're going to have her beat her, have her lose those matches beforehand? 
50-50 booking, Dominic. Oh, my God. I mean, Brandon, if I knew why, you think I would tell you? You'd be booking the next AW Dynamite if you knew. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. And they're going to keep doing 50-50 booking because they think it's right that you, you know, maybe they went one way with... Maybe what's happening is they say, okay, you're going to win the match, and they see it's such a great match, and the fans want the other person to win. They say, okay, well, fuck it. Next week, we'll do it again, and you'll win this time. And the fans still dig it, then they'll go to a pay-per-view with it. Boom. You're booked at least a month and a half, two months. Yeah, I don't understand, like, what AEW's philosophy is on these booking decisions. Like, New Japan, very sports-centric. They don't keep, you know, stats like AEW's trying to do, but it's like, everybody is in their certain tier, and you know exactly who's what, who's where, and it, you know, it might be predictable at some points, but it's understandable, like, what all this stuff is going down. And right now for AEW, it's like just... Everybody's just kind of in one goulash. And they all kind of is the same. I mean... Except for the men's division. People like the, that stuff. The though. men's singles division has been pretty... I mean, it's the best, which isn't really saying a lot because the tag team in women's isn't doing very good. Exactly, but people like that stuff, so... After the match, we get Brandy and Kong. They come out and they ask Statlander to pledge to the Nightmare family or whatever the fuck they're called, and then just happens to be that some fan in the crowd, who happens to be in the front row, wants to pledge to the cause, and they cut her hair off. Okay, CM Punk. Very similar to the Dark Order, I would say. Trying to, you know, get followers. Or Straight Edge Society, where you have people in the crowd... But Straight Edge Society is not on their TV show and ran a vignette 45 minutes before you did this. True. That's very true. Alright. Then uh, the penultimate match for AEW Dynamite last week, Stop this week. Pentagon Jr. defeats Christopher Daniels in an okay match. Poor Christopher Daniels, if you haven't seen. He tries to do an Arabian moonsault onto the outside, onto the elevated ramp, and he eats shit. <laughs> it's not funny. Look, look like it hurt. That's his fault. Old man needs to retire. Damn, Dominic just coming out with the fire takes for AEW yep. this week. And then in the main event... We get John Moxley defeating Joey Janela in a regular, straightforward singles match. We get Janela cutting a promo early on. Moxley kind of, you know, no-sells it. But in the end, Moxley wins. And then Jericho comes out to give him a little piece of his own medicine, give him the stare down, and holds the title up in the air. Even though Jericho is running away from Moxley, he's still confronting him, maybe just, you know, showing him up. I mean, that's something that I can't wait to see. Jericho and Ambrose can't wait. You can't wait, Dominic? Can you wait to sleep, or... Can't we else? see Jericho? You, you didn't even correct me, Jericho. I said Jericho and Ambrose. Whatever. And you I was I was just too fixated on your, your sleepy eyes. Oh, thank you. So innocent. My balls are sweaty, too. Is that different than any other time? Nope. Okay, and on that note, that'll do it for us for today. Can thank you. Didn't you didn't even ask if I had checked the emails today or anything. Dominic, have you checked the emails today I'm or anything? DMs, you know. Maybe someone did DM us. Maybe somebody, you know, was hearing us telekinesisly yeah. and is going to tell you that they do know what penalty no, means. Nadia Shafir saying, no, you should, thanks for the follow, you should, shut the fuck up, bitch. Any uh, hot takes you'd like to talk about while you're trying to kill time finding out the DMs and the emails, Dominic? What do you mean, hot takes? I don't know, any uh, drama at, at Osh? Uh, got a guy fired today. You got a guy fired today, or somebody got fired? I got the guy fired. Why'd you get them fired, Dominic? Uh, 
let's just say be smart. What did he do? Don't be fucking stupid. Well, what did he do, Dominic? He, Spill the tea. He opened the safe in front of me. And he did not have clearance to open the safe. And you ratted him out to you, a snitch? Nope. I'm protecting another coworker. I'd rather protect this coworker than the coworker that opened it. Oh. So. Very, very spicy tea you're dishing out, even though you're not really spilling anything. Holy shit, we got a DM. Oh my god, we got a DM. Dominic, yeah. hit us with the DM. You ready? Is it spam? It's it's spam, but I'm gonna let's hear the spam. You ready? I'm ready. I'm sitting down. I'm ready. LSU, Georgia, Manchester, Derby. This weekend. I mean, I know LSU in, in Georgia. I'm going to take LSU by a mile. Okay. LSU has a uh, vaunted offense. Georgia, not so much. LSU is going to win by a mile. Book it. There you go. Dominic, who do you got in LSU in Georgia? Georgia. Why? Because Georgia. Because Georgia. Let me, let me check check the big uh, the book of face. Uh, thirteen new notifications for girls and chair shots. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Breaking news: Pack ten twelve. Pack twelve. I said I said Pack ten twelve. Pack ten. Pack twelve. Pack ten twelve. Championship game: Oregon beats Utah thirty-seven to fifteen. So still, if LSU beats Georgia, that fourth spot is currently open. So maybe it'll come down to that Baylor Oklahoma game. If LSU wins, winner of Oklahoma Baylor. We'll probably be in that fourth spot. If Georgia wins, it's probably just going to stay the same. I don't think LSU is going to get bounced for Auburn, Oklahoma, or Baylor. But anyways, Dominic, any hot takes you got for the college football playoffs? I watch college football. I know, that's why I asked you. They ain't no punk-ass bitch. You only watch the pros? No, I yep. barely watch the pros. But yeah, I don't know just, why I we, have this podcast anymore. But yeah, we talked 45 minutes about pro sports. I don't know what the fuck I talk I do this podcast. K-Fabe, Dominic, K-Fabe. You know, Brandon, you know what? I think uh are going to find a new co-host. A new co-host? Yeah. Like who? I don't know. I don't know. We'll, maybe, maybe we'll be back next week. Who knows? We're gonna... This might be the pen... Funny how do you say it? Penultimate? Yes, penultimate. Episode. So we're going to do one next week. And then after that, we're done. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, because studio audience is gone, so who knows what's going to happen. I might just be asleep. You're just going to sleep for like the next... You're going to be like Sleeping Beauty? Yep. And then she's going to come back and she's going to give me a kiss to wake me up. Oh, isn't that so cute? Kiss on my dick. Okay, guys. Thank you all. Not you guys. It's our fans. You say you guys fans. and you never mean sexist. You people. Thank you, you people, for tuning in today. Very gender, we're a gender-fluid podcast. We, whatever you identify as, you do you, boo. Yeah, I like how you're covering your ass now. Good job. Thank you. Goodbye. And until next time, goodbye and good night. Uh, 